0: The following podcast is for informational purposes only, and the opinions expressed therein are not necessarily those of Canal Insurance Company. This information is not designed to replace, substitute, or supplement our client's independent obligation to comply with any laws or regulations. Listeners should complete their own independent research in creation and development of their company's risk management and safety programs.
1: Good morning. Welcome to episode number 23 of Canal Insurance Company's Hauling Notes. This is Paul Poplarci, the Director of Risk Management Services at Canal Insurance. And joining me today is Larry Wolf, who's a veteran driver trainer with Barnes Transportation Services out of North Carolina. Today's topic of discussion is going to be roadside inspections from a driver's perspective. We often see the statistics of roadside inspections, and we hear from the law enforcement side of it, but we rarely hear from the driver's side, and and that's what today's about. Larry, good morning. Uh, Can you just take a moment and please tell us about yourself?
0: Uh, good morning, Paul. Uh, <clears throat> I'm happy to join you this morning. My name is Larry Wolf, and as uh, Paul had mentioned, um, I am a veteran driver. I actually was a driver for 48 years. Uh, I retired from driving and moved into the safety department with uh, <clears throat> Barnes Transportation here in Wilson, North Carolina. Uh, I hope to be able to uh, offer you some perspective from the driver's side because. That's where I've spent uh, the bulk of my career is on the driver's side. Okay.
1: Larry, as a driver in your 48 years, any idea how many roadside inspections that you've been a part of?
0: Well, I guess I would have to, to make a guess, Paul, but, you know, probably, you uh, two or three a year, and and then maybe sometimes maybe only one a year or something like that. So somewhere in the 100 to 150 range, possibly.
1: Okay, and would you say that's about the average for a driver, about two to three inspections per year?
0: Yeah, In in today's uh, um, environment that we're in, I'd say that a a driver's most likely going to hit it a couple of times a year, yes.
1: Okay, all right. And can you explain the different levels of roadside inspections?
0: I can. Um, there are there are three that drivers are most commonly familiar with, although there's actually there's more than that And uh, but the, the three are a level one, a level two, and a level three inspections. those, those are the three that drivers are most commonly familiar with. Uh, in fact, in, in doing training uh, here at Barnes, when I asked the uh, drivers that question, how many levels of inspection they are, that's the most common answer is three. Uh, so a, a level three inspection is the one that uh, involves the least. Uh, it is a inspection of the paperwork that a driver should carry, you know, his bill of ladings uh, and uh of course, his driver's license and his insurance information, and of course his logbook and stuff. So that's just kind of a kind of a driver uh, inspection is a level three, and then a level two bumps it on up just a little bit more. Uh, a level two does the same for a driver. They inspect you know the paperwork and his logbooks and things like that, but they also do what they kind of call a walk around the truck where. Possibly they're only looking at uh, lights and uh, maybe tires and that kind of stuff on the truck. And then uh, a North American Standard Level 1 inspection is the one that is the most complicated. And according to them, it's the one that's done most frequently, although I disagree with that. But according to them, it's the one that's done most frequently. And uh, this one is where... Uh, they really inspect the truck uh, with today's super coops that that they have, so to speak, where they pull you across the pit and uh, they go underneath the truck and they check all the brake lines, all the air lines, uh, all the uh, brake measurements and the uh, <clears throat> that stuff like that. And they they also check, you know, the tires, brakes. It's a complete inspection of the truck, so to speak. And again, that's the one that they say is. Uh, Perform the most and then like say there's actually six inspections Um, there's a level four which drivers most drivers have probably been through but uh, they don't uh, sometimes don't realize it it's uh, where an inspector is looking for one specific item you know you roll through the scale house and on a nice sunny day the inspector may be standing out there and he's asking to see your log book and he looks at it real quick and then lets you go. So he's looking at one particular item. Uh, he may be looking at if the stickers on the door or something like that. So <clears throat> that's actually a level four. Then a level five inspection is one where uh, they bring maybe one or two officers and they come to uh, our yard here and they inspect the equipment that's uh, here on the yard. Um, you don't see them do a whole lot of that um, my thought on that is that the reason they don't do a lot of it is that uh, doesn't matter what's wrong with it sitting here on the yard it really hasn't broken any law until it goes into the street and then uh, last but not least of course is, is a level six inspection uh, and it's uh, it's an NSA inspection to do with radioactive shipments and stuff and uh, of course, you know uh, here at Barnes we don't haul any hazmat, so you know we wouldn't be inspected in that way. But uh, those are the six, and that's a brief uh, difference between them. Uh, I hope that answers your question, Paul.
1: Yeah, yes, it does. And thank you for going into detail on it. A level one inspection, about generally, how long would that take? What are we talking? Twenty minutes?
0: Um, probably. Probably 20 to 30 minutes at least.
1: Okay, and that's if they don't find any infractions or violations, correct? Yeah, that's if, they, that's if
0: everything goes good. If, if they find something wrong, it'll probably be, end up being longer than that, yes.
1: Okay, and in your, your history, what's the most prevalent type of inspection that you've been subject to?
0: Well... One, yeah, you know, according to the DOT statistics and stuff, they say that a level one is the one that's most commonly performed. But uh, I, I I believe that a level three is the one that's most commonly performed because it, it's the one that does the least. And then I think that possibly when they pull you in for a level three. They find something, they may bump it on up to a higher level. But it, it's not, it, it, it's not uncommon to go through the scale house um, especially when we were on paper logs now. now that we're on everybody's on electronic logs, it, it may be a little bit different. but when we were on paper logs, it was it was really common to roll through the, the, the way station. And the officer come on the speaker and say, "Driver, park park around back and bring your paperwork in." So you take in, you know, your permit book and your log book and stuff. And he's doing a level three inspection. He's inspecting your paperwork that everything's in order. I, I think that's the one to me is has been most prevalent over the years. Now, like I say, with the electronic logs, it you know it's kind of hard to take that inside for them. They got to come out. So uh, that may have changed a little bit. But I believe a level three is the one that they perform the most and how should a
1: driver interact with the roadside uh inspection like like what type of attitude do you recommend they have and and what are the challenges they face storing like
0: well a a couple of things a driver can do to help himself get through a a inspection uh, more easily is his his attitude you know if if you start off with the inspector that uh, you know. You know why are you picking on me, or why are you guys always bothering me and stuff. You know you get yourself started off on the on the wrong foot. I'm sure it's not going to go as well as if you treat the officer with some respect. You know it uh, goes back to uh, I think kind of how we were were taught. You know to treat people the way you want to be treated. So if you get stopped in an inspection. And if you treat the officer with some courtesy, uh, I believe he will do the same thing. Uh, that's been my experience, you know, that uh, <clears throat> over the years that uh, when I've been stopped and stuff, you know, that I, I treat these people uh, with respect and I, I've seen that I have gotten the same kind of respect uh, back, you know. Um, and <clears throat> you know, we, we have had over the years, we've had a couple of uh, ex-DOT officers work here with us and another thing that a driver can do is to kind of uh, to keep his equipment clean uh, on the outside helps everybody, you know, as far as the, the looks and stuff, but also keep his truck a little neater on the inside, you know, papers strewn all over the dash and trash in the floor and things like that. I can promise you if the DOT officer opens your doors and, and, and a soda can rolls out on the ground, he's absolutely going to look at you harder
1: understood you know it you know i I could definitely see that being a factor you know you open the door to that cab and and like you said a soda can falls out or you know you're digging around looking for paperwork that should that should be you know readily accessible i could definitely see that being an
0: issue absolutely i believed in keeping all my paperwork and everything right together and i try to instill that in the guys here we actually have a a permit book that goes in the truck Um, and in that book, you know, has their cab card and their registration and their insurance card, uh, their UCR registration, the IFTA, any alcohol permits or anything. All, all that stuff is right in that book, so it's it's right. It's easy for them to say. A man says, you know, show me your your uh, IFTA registration. All you got to do is open that book up, and there it is. So. <clears throat> Again, that goes a long way with the officer, in my opinion. If, if you've got everything readily available that he wants to see, you don't have to go dig into a, a stack of paper looking for it. That uh, I think things are going to go better for you.
1: Thank you. And let me ask you something. Can you recall the most uh, difficult roadside inspection experience you've been involved in firsthand?
0: <laughs> uh, that <clears throat> I guess that's a hard question because uh, – you have to think about difficult. And, you know, I, I I don't think of myself as as special or better than any of the other drivers or anything like that. But uh, i found that for the reasons that I've told you by keeping my stuff together and, uh, and being courteous with the drivers and stuff, I don't think I've ever really had a bad inspection. You All right, know, great. You know, a, a, tough, a tough time. It, 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 it all goes back to a little bit of mutual respect, you know.
1: Understood, greatly greatly appreciate that. And let me ask you something, how soon should a driver notify his carrier of a roadside inspection or, or turn in that inspection
0: report? Well, uh, we require our drivers to uh, notify us immediately after an inspection has been com- concluded. So if, if you get pulled in for an inspection, You know, we want you to at least call your driver manager as soon as it's over and let them know that you've had an inspection. Of course, any uh, defects or anything that the officer may find need to be addressed right then. Uh, You know, we're not going to go on down the road with defects. They're probably not going to let us go with defects. So if the officer was to find something, you know, we need to have that taken care of right away. But uh, we like for the for them to let us know as soon as possible whether, whether it was a good inspection or a bad inspection doesn't matter as um, soon as it's over. And then uh, from the company's perspective, then we have fifteen days in which to reply to uh, the DOT, you know, if, if there was any kind of uh, a defect or anything that was noted or anything, you know we have to reply to the DOT that this was taken care of and uh, send that in. So, uh, we also request that the drivers um, send that in to us you know, electronically by taking a picture of it and sending it in or sending it in through TransFlow. So we've actually got a hard copy of it here in our hands so we can do what we need to do on our side.
1: Okay, great. And you know, a driver can appeal roadside inspection. Can, can you explain to us what specifically a, a data queue appeal is and, and what it entails?
0: Well, uh, a data queue appeal is basically just what it says, it, it's an appeal. So if if you get in an inspection as a driver and they find something wrong that they actually write you up for, uh, <clears throat> uh, some kind of a defect, uh, e- even if it's just a paperwork problem or something like that, and... Um, they, they, they issue you a citation or a, a warning or something like that for it. Then you can go to the DOT and file an appeal uh, if you think that this was unjust or something like that. And, and I'll, I'll give you an example uh, of, of how, it, how it works and what, what they will do. Um, and this actually happened to me. I, I was stopped at an inspection in Maryland and there was two officers. There was a a veteran officer and a trainee. So, you know, they're both asking me for things at the truck doing an inspection. Well, the veteran officer, I mean, I I wasn't getting him the uh, registration for the tractor fast enough because I was working with the rookie officer on something else. So he's digging in the the registration box on the front of the trailer uh, for the uh, registration for the trailer. Well, when the inspection is over, I'm looking at it, and he he wrote me up for part of the marker lights on the trailer not working, and I walked over to the trailer and just took a hold of the air uh, the electrical line, and the lights popped right on, and his attitude was, well, they weren't working when I looked at them. So when I filed my appeal, you know the the. Uh, box that that on the front of the trailer that holds all the paperwork for the trailer and stuff is right over where the electrical and the air connections go in so when I filed my appeal to give an iota of um, doubt when I filed my appeal I said do you not think that there was a possibility that when the officer was looking for the registration and stuff on his own instead of waiting for me to get it that he could have bumped this electrical line and caused these lights to go out. Well, with that little bit of doubt, they agreed that that was a possibility. I don't, I didn't blame him for doing it. I just offered the possibility that that could have happened, and they agreed. So the, uh, they, I won the appeal, and they took the points and stuff off my CSA score.
1: Wow, that's good. glad to hear that. Now, let me ask you something. What type of documentation did you have to send any documentation in with that appeal? Like, uh, a? Second? Well,
0: I, 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 yeah, I did send a copy of the uh, of the citation that he wrote me and the inspection. And then uh, I wrote a letter uh, <clears throat> explaining why I thought that, you know, there was there was the possibility that, uh, you know, that, that this was wrong, that he could have bumped it while he was looking for this registration and stuff, and they agreed that it was a possibility. Um, The real documentation, I guess, would depend uh, on that circumstance, I guess, you know. Okay. And with
1: with bonds, about how many inspections do your drivers go through for the entire year? Because I know know you guys are a large fleet.
0: I just saw some information on that here not long ago. We're in August, and we've had... uh, somewhere around 45 level one inspections. I I, I was just looking at some statistics on it not long ago. So about about 45, 47 so far this year for our fleet, which is uh, actually kind of low, I I would think. Um, One of the things that uh, they do do um, that you may or may not be familiar with is Most of the scales nowadays have an electronic uh, type weighing in the highway and uh, they have a a bypass system. And uh, based on your uh, CSA scores and stuff, uh, provided you're not overweight, which we try not to run overweight, but provided that you're not overweight and based on your CSA score, if you have a, a halfway decent score, you can actually get a bypass at the scale. And uh, you know, we have a, a unit that goes in the truck or some of the guys run it on their smartphones and stuff. And it will actually warn the driver where the scale is when he's a couple miles out, again, at, at one mile. And then as you approach the way station and you go through their um, electronic uh, readers and stuff on the, over the highway, then it will give them a message to either enter the scale uh, or to bypass the scale. And with the bypass system uh, on, on that same uh, paper that I'd looked at here a while back on the statistics and stuff, you know, they told us how many bypasses we had got. And the bypasses, of course, had uh, way exceeded the number of inspections that we had. And uh, the, their purpose to selling us the, the bypass system, is that you know we save time and we save money in fuel by not having to slow down and go into the way stations and stuff. But again, that's based on your CSA score. So if you don't keep a good score, you don't get to bypass it.
1: And in order to get that good score, you have to have good inspection history, right? You,
0: you do have to have good inspections, and uh, they they have we have a formula that we look at, and believe it or not, it takes one good inspection to wipe out four bad inspections. Yeah, yeah, it's a- So if if you have four bad inspections and you get one good inspection, you didn't gain, you're in the same spot you were before.
1: Okay, all right. Well, Larry, listen, I I appreciate your time this morning, the information you shared. Is is there anything else you'd like to add?
0: Uh, No, I don't think so, Paul. And again, like I say, it was uh, my pleasure to, Uh, do this and maybe help you uh, with a little insight into uh, what we do on our side and what drivers go through on their side
1: all right larry thank you again have a great day
0: thank you paul you do the same
1: okay folks thank you for listening today we'll see you on the next episode of hauling notes have a great day Want to make sure you never miss a Holland Notes episode? Head to the link in the show notes to sign up for email notifications.